Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad you're here. It's always good to talk about these things because sometimes it's difficult to find people who really understand what you're talking about. And we talk about all the things you need to know about relentlessly difficult and often disturbing toxic people in our lives. Whether or not they're toxic all the time or sometimes, that's something you have to figure out. But for many people, we have a toxic person at home or in the office who isn't behaving that way with everybody, seemingly just with you, and so they become a hijackle to you. And you know that's my trademark term for the relentlessly difficult, toxic people in life. I define them as people who hijack relationships for their own purposes while relentlessly scavenging them for power, status, and control. And you may know one. So today we're going to talk about the eight strong steps you can take to handle bullies at work. And this is brought to you by ForRelationshipHelp.com, where you can find all you need to solve relationship issues at home and at work. ForRelationshipHelp.com. So let's talk about these bullies. You know, you hear, he's a bully. And it, it sounds like something you'd hear on a playground or attached to gang behavior. But unfortunately, it's all too common in the workplace. And you may have experienced it or watched it happening. And often I'm hired by companies to come in and help solve these people problems. And when a company calls me, that task is often about managing the bully, the hostile, aggressive person who's running as rampant as a rhino. And I mean that, you know, because I wrote a book called Wrestling Rhinos, Conquering Conflict in the Wilds of Work. So I am called in to help with the hostile, aggressive person who is running rampant as a rhino. So recently I met one one of those rhinos, who introduced herself to me in the initial interview, if you can believe this, her words were, I'm a harsh personality who can be hard on people. Wow, my ears perked up. I'm sure my jaw dropped at that moment. No, not from the self-knowledge this woman displayed, but rather from her admission and complete lack of interest, it seemed, in doing anything to improve her approach. She was kind of proud of her bully status. So I wondered if she thought that announcing she was a bully 
was a way of giving herself permission to act like one. You know, if you walk around thinking of yourself as a harsh personality, you're very likely to demonstrate that on a regular basis. And after talking to her colleagues, she was right. She did walk around demonstrating that on a regular basis. So this woman, who shall remain anonymous, and I will call Leslie, had a few traits you might recognize. The first day I was in the company, she stalked up to my desk, maintaining eye contact all the way, and demanded, what are you going to do about reconfiguring the office? (laughs) When I responded that it was under consideration and would be happening soon, but not that day, she asked once again. So I told her the same thing, and she rolled her eyes and walked away. Now, in this particular company, I was brought in as acting general manager to sort out the people problems. So over a few weeks of seeing Leslie roll her eyes and dismiss people with a wave of her hand, you would have thought she was the queen, and hearing her backbiting sarcasm and know-it-all responses, and to watching her hostile, aggressive behavior and its effect on the office, there just was no possibility that I could leave this behavior unchecked. It was toxic to the productivity and the health of everyone. And of course, it was having a bad effect on the bottom line of the company. So a problem arose. The owner of the company didn't want to fire her because she said she brought a unique combination of experience and expertise to the company. Now, that's a classic dilemma in small companies. It's all too frequent that a person with no regard for their co-workers or the company, that person often holds too much information and the boss thinks of them as indispensable. Yes, she was indispensable in the boss's eyes, but the boss was seldom there. And in the meantime, Leslie was holding everyone in the office hostage. It was a big mistake. So consider how much time and energy is lost in this company as that rhino charged and bullied her way through the day. People would take a sick day when they had enough of her overbearing nastiness. You know, they'd call in and I knew it was they just couldn't face her another day. And there's only so much that folks can take. So productivity suffered, clients were lost. The cost of keeping such an individual employed often are just way too high. But because of the issue of the person, in this case, Leslie, having so much information and have been in the company for so long, nobody wanted to get rid of her. So listening to her with customers, it was not a surprise to learn that what the owner thought of as her hard-nosed negotiating was simply bullying. And there is a difference. It's important to recognize a bully and know how they're different. So a bully is a person who is habitually cruel to others she deems weaker than herself and uses browbeating language and behavior. Got that? It could be a he, but in this case it was a she. And although we often think of bullies as big people dominating smaller folks, let me tell you, they really are little people in every possible way. They have a fear of being wrong, and it's demonstrated by being know-it-alls. They're often condescending, patronizing, or dismissive. Leslie certainly was. 
Their fear of not being able to meet the needs of others causes them to never want to hear what other people think, feel, or want. And their inability and unwillingness to control their anger or their tongue causes them to make everything your fault as it could not possibly be theirs, right? And paradoxically, their self-esteem is too fragile to handle the possibility of being wrong. I know it doesn't look like that, but that's often what's going on inside of them. And their need to control you demonstrates their fear of being unable to control themselves. Now, that's a big one. And it's kind of a thing we have to have compassion for, but we don't have to condone or enable their behavior. And their desire for power over other people comes from their fear of being insignificant. And also, their attempt to boost their own flailing self-esteem is fed, strangely fed, by treating other people disrespectfully, thoughtlessly, and offhandedly. And their fear of other people causes them to assault character, to focus on the weaknesses of others, and often be the poster child for intimidation. So unfortunately, these are all manifestations of a poor self-image coupled with a lack of self-awareness and people skills. That's what a bully really is, a person with a poor self-image coupled with a lack of self-awareness and no people skills wanting to dominate because of their great fear that they're insignificant. Wow. So what do you do with them? How do we handle a bully? Well, you might not think this is the way, but let me engage you to think about this. A good beginning when handling a bully is to begin with compassion. That's the last thing you may be considering, a compassionate approach. You truly want to beat him or her over the head with a blunt object and considerable force. I get it. But beginning with an understanding of the inherent weakness the bully is projecting and its likely causes that I've mentioned will help you manage. Because bullies need to be managed because they can't manage themselves. Yet everyone shies away from doing so. And you may not be in a position in the company to manage the bully. But you can manage the bully and how the bully behaves with you. So these bullies are like errant teenagers allowed to run wild. No one wants to say no to them because of the consequences. That's the operating system of the bully. Don't cross me or I'll make your life miserable. They're miserable and they want to take everyone down with them. So although bullies appear self-confident and strong and almost impervious because they intimidate weaker people, they may even be so blind in their arrogance as they try to intimidate anyone, as Leslie did with me. Not a wise move, Leslie. She was about to find out. So if you vacillate, placate, or submit to a bully, or if you respond with fear or rage, that bully will feel like his or her point is proven. You are inferior and you deserve to be abused and taken down or written off or discounted or dismissed. So you have three choices when you're working with a bully. 
quit, get sick, or manage yourself with a bully unless you own the company. So I'm going to give you eight strong steps you can take to manage a bully. First of all, redeem your self-esteem and establish some strong boundaries. That's the only way to gain the respect of a bully. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to be in their face. Just redeem your self-esteem, get strong within yourself, and have, clarify, express, and maintain strong boundaries. Number two, be friendly, self-confident, and calm. Never cower in the face of a bully. That's a big win to them. That's not what you're doing. Number three, avoid a clash of wills. You've got to keep keep things at the information level, the fact level, the, the stick to business level, not go to the emotional level. So avoid a clash of wills. Number four, listen well. Agree with him or her in part. Find something you can agree with and put forward your views clearly. Because you can always find something. Well, I like this part. and I think we could work on that. Or if you can't find anything, you can always say the ubiquitous thing. The thing that I say to people when they can't find anything is simply say, you could be right and then give your own opinion. Number five, be strong, but be firm, be courteous, and be assertive, not aggressive. You really have to pull yourself up. Be strong, stand strong. Even if you're quivering in your boots for the first couple of minutes because you're not sure what's going to happen, as long as you are strong, firm, courteous, and assertive, that is something that sets a bully to noticing you. And in this case, that's positive notice. Because when they're looking around the office looking for prey, and they find you, and you're strong, firm, courteous, and assertive, they're not going to pick on you. They're going to look for somebody who doesn't stand up to them. Number six, endeavor to get the bully to consider alternative views while avoiding directly challenging him or her. Okay, so you could put something out there without any, any statements about you or implying that you know something about them. Just put out a good idea that is not in their face or challenging them. Something that could be benignly set on the table as a set of facts without any emotional charge. And number seven, be well prepared before you talk with a bully. Know your desired outcome of the conversation and stay focused. Now, I teach that a lot in my communication skills and when I'm working with individual clients. And often I'll work with individual clients who are having bullies at work and they want to know, how can I step up? How can I manage the situation rather than be managed by it? So if you need some help, just go to fourrelationshiphelp.com and click on the navigation tab, work with Dr. Shaler, and we'll solve that problem. But you need to be prepared before you talk with a bully 
because they just love to catch you off guard. So you need to be prepared. And then you know what you want the desired outcome of the interchange to be, and you need to stay focused on that while maintaining your own inner center of calm, right? <laughs> so easy. And the last one, number eight, be willing to acknowledge when the bully is right. A bully really respects your ability to see his or her strengths. They're not expecting it. They're expecting some adversarial reaction. And when you can see something in what the bully says or does that is right, catch them doing something right and comment on it or appreciate it. It's unexpected because they've set up a climate that is not usually conducive to that. So when you do that, you change the dynamic. Now, I just want to add to this conversation what you might have to do if you are the manager of a bully, because that could happen. So that's what was going on in this situation where I was the acting general manager and Leslie thought she had more power than was actually the case. So what to do if you're a manager of a bully? Step up, show up and speak up. Leslie's direct manager was afraid of inciting Leslie's wrath. So she spent her time trying to make Leslie happy, catering to her kowtowing to her, avoiding her. It was, it was an impossibility. So no matter what you give a bully, they want more. Why? Because what they want is to be stopped. Did you know that? They really want to be stopped. It sounds paradoxical, but it's true. The bully can't stop his or her own behavior because it's deeply driven by a deep fear. And often you can be the resounding wake-up call, that managerial wake-up call to bring up some hope of change. And you have to do that if you're the manager of a bully. One major tool a bully uses is making threats. You've probably noticed that. And management has more clout than bullies. Therefore, they have a bigger threat, dismissal. Yeah, I know all the rules and I know all the procedures and I know all the hoops you have to jump, but you still have that larger threat. And I've had managers tell me that they're afraid of firing a bully because he or she will likely cause problems and even sue. And yes, it could happen. It does happen. But that is something you have to be willing to risk if all other interventions fail. There are many other people in the company, valuable people, who are suffering from the bully's behavior. And they count more than one bully. And we have to keep that in mind. So as a manager, ask yourself, how much is it reasonable to invest in time, energy, resources, interventions, training, mediations, before risking the threats of a bully about to be fired. So be proactive and act as soon as you see bullying behaviors are frequent or habitual. Hopefully that's totally unacceptable in your corporate culture. So anger, threats, harassment, humiliation, ridicule, these are all tools of the workplace bully 
just like they are on the playground. And Leslie majored in all four. Her delight was in her ability to intimidate. Her joy was in having those around her dread the possibility she would erupt. She felt powerful, and unfortunately, no one was contradicting her. So if you have a Leslie on your team, be assertive, be clear, know your boundaries. And if you need to shore up your conflict and anger management skills, do so. Also your communication skills. Because the workplace is no place for a bully. The cost is just too high. So whether that's your coworker, a colleague, a partner in your business, or it is someone who is working for you, you now have some things to think about. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4relationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4 Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show. I hope this has stimulated your thinking.